Welcome to the Leanne Hart Podcast. Leanne is a mighty servant to God who wears many hats. She is a wife to J.W. Hart, the Iron Man of professional bull riding, a loving mother, and a bucking bull stock contractor alongside of her husband at Hart Cattle Company. But that's not all. She's an inspirational speaker, pastor, singer, songwriter, worship leader, and a beautiful sister in Christ. After the podcast is over, make sure you give it a like and a share, and please subscribe and review this podcast. Without further ado, I introduce you to your host, a true Holy Spirit hustler, a lovely and passionate woman, Miss Leanne Hart. Hey everybody, this is Leanne Hart with Leanne Hart Ministries. I am sitting here with one of my oldest and dearest friends, who at one point was an enemy, (laughs) but we mended and we healed and it took a lot. And this is going to be a podcast that I don't think has ever been shared before. Maybe I'm wrong. I know there's thousands and thousands of podcasters out there that do lots of really radical things. And the majority of what people do is they expose the government. Well, we're not doing that. We're just going to expose um, some things that the enemy did inside of our home. And we it took us a little time to identify it. But um, we're on the other side of it now. And so I've kind of laughed with Keisha here because we are going, we're titling this podcast, Freed Families, Free Family, because this is going to be a podcast about families and Um, how oftentimes we, when we're hurt, we hurt, but when we've been healed, um, man, it's really hard not to, to want to heal in our, in our hearts and in our relationships with those that we love and in our families and then go share it with everybody. And, um, anyway, uh, just a little intro to who Keisha is, Keisha Lemons here. Um, we have been, we've known each other for 20 years and, um, she was my first very best friend here in Oklahoma when JW and I got together. And she's known JW way longer than I have. Her and her husband, Shane, they've they've definitely known one another for how long, Keisha? Oh, gosh. Since I came into the family. <laughs> that was uh, 1996. Yeah. And Shane's known him since he was, who knows how yeah. old. Oh, the, I mean, the, the best friends for since kindergarten. And JW and I are godparents to your kiddos. Yes. Who are now... Older. Older. Yeah, 25 and, and uh, 18. So, I looked at the picture yeah. of them in the mud with me. It was raining. Yes. And we're, since we are godparents, you know, you got to be yes. a cool godparent. Yes. And yes. Uh, when it was raining one day at the house, um, they wanted to go play in the rain. Well, I wanted to go play in the rain, too. Yeah. And so we had a muddy, rainy day of playing yes, in the rain. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And that was before we had we had kids. I think Wacey was just a baby at that yes, point. Yes, and, yes. And uh, that was 14 raised. years ago. Yes. As a matter of fact, when, when Shane first took me to... Um, meet his friends like when we first started dating we went to Thackerville <laughs> Thackerville America Thackerville America and I thought now wait a minute these um okay so I met all the, his different. friends yeah and it was it was a good it was fun we had a good time and then I just knew okay well these people are going to be a part of our family like mm-hmm. you know forever yeah so uh these wild and crazy guys mm-hmm. so um but we had it was good it was a good time yeah. So long time. The reason I said this is going to be a little bit different podcast, and and what I said about you know she was my very first best friend here, and how we got to be enemies for a little while, um, but we're on the other side of that is because a lot of you have heard my story through testimony. You heard JW share his side of 
of that a few weeks ago and his struggles um, because marriage is hard and it's not always easy and every day is effort. Um, but I really wanted Keisha to share that, her heart, um, because her and Shane have a story also. And uh, she was that other woman, I guess, in a way, but I never considered her the other woman that came in between my husband and I because we were all such good friends and yes. friends. And um, I don't really know any other way to really announce this because I don't really think people hear real podcasts or real stories like this where you hear both sides of a story. Mm -hmm. You hear the healing on both sides. You hear how there was a mending. You hear how what God said ha could happen actually can happen yes. on earth. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're going to share our story of what we walked through in our marriage and how there was a glitch and there was a broken um, there was broken marriages and uh, broken friendships for a while, but God and because of God. Mm -hmm. But I really wanted you guys to hear Keisha's heart because I actually called her last week because I was um, listening to some friends of mine who are struggling in their marriage. And I did not know how to mentor or to encourage them from that perspective. Um, and I knew that she would be able to, I knew she would be able to, to help me there. And because I know that mm -hmm. first of all, that she seeks wisdom and knowledge and that um, she's one of the realest people that I do know, mm -hmm. uh, that she would give me whatever advice I was asking for. And in the process, I said, Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yes. <laughs> and we're, we were both like, yes. And yeah. then we don't know what we're doing here. So <laughs> we uh, just hope that you guys, uh, receive some wisdom and knowledge from this because I really, I really believe that Keisha's got a lot to share. Um, I know that you do. And, um, so I'm going to just kind of let you open up with wherever you want to start, because I've always said that everybody has a struggle mm -hmm. and anybody that's heard my podcast or heard our testimony has said, yeah, everybody does. I also believe that there is no forgive. There's no freedom without forgiveness. That's right. a huge part of my heart. And, and forgiveness was never mine to give. Um, and that's something that I've practiced over the years. And so um, for you, I know that uh, back then, and it's been 13 years ago, and I know that 13 years, um, gosh, I know that that number can be a negative number for some people, but I was looking that up, and um, when I looked that up, the word love popped up because mm -hmm. it talked about 1 Corinthians, I think, like 3.13 or something. Mm -hmm. I could be, or 13.13, I can't remember, but it's about love. Yes. It doesn't, and, and the enemy can manipulate and twist that and he can do what he wants to because he's a counterfeit. Yes. And so I love that we are in the year of 13. And yeah. we are in the year of, of um, coming together in Jesus' name. Like, we're doing this under his authority. Mm -hmm. And and um, so, Keisha, thanks for hanging out with me. Thank you. It's your time me. to shine. Well, um, no, I'm glad that you called. And, and um, we've been friends so long that we just pick up right where we left off. Yeah. Uh, one of those type of friends. Um, but no, um, in 2009, um, my mother committed suicide. And my mom, if you know my backstory, if people know me and they know my parents, my mom um, was a preschool teacher for 25 years. And she loved, loved children. And people loved my mom. Um, oh, I She was, yeah, she was very vibrant. She was always smiling, always happy, and she was beautiful. <laughs> um, and my mom and dad were just, just the sweetest little couple and high school sweethearts. And um, 
my dad put my mother on a pedestal seriously mm-hmm. um, the, her whole life. But uh, my mother retired and she um, lost her purpose really. Um, and she went into, fell into a deep depression. And if you read Naomi Judd's book, you know, Naomi Judd mm-hmm. passed away as well. But if you read Naomi Judd's book, a lot of the things that Naomi Judd um, experienced during her depression is what my mom experienced. Yeah, I remember how Um, massive it was. It was very massive. I've never seen um, depression do that to someone. And not only um, did it change her mentally, but it changed her physically as well. Like she aged, I tell you, she looked like she was 85. Nothing wrong with being 85. I'm just telling my mother... (laughs) always looked so youthful because mm-hmm. she took she care of herself and she, you know, she was just beautiful. And, um, she so, might randomly call you in the middle of the yeah, day. She might. She wouldn't call Keisha cause Keisha no. might get mad at her, yeah. but Leanne wouldn't get mad at her and no. she'd be two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'm, she'd say, I'm going to have a glass of wine. You want to talk to me? Yes, she would. <laughs> she was just that. I mean, <laughs> she was just such a vibrant person. So when, when my mom fell into her depression, it really, um, we, we didn't know what to do. My mom and my dad and my brother, um, I mean, my dad, my brother and I, we didn't know what to do. So, um, we took her to mental institutions. We, t- we, she went to different um, doctors and literally she just kept getting worse. And so, um, um, we had taken her to a place in Tennessee that was supposed to help, um, supposed to help people, women with depression, but, um, it was really to help women, um, that had had addiction and tried to kill themselves. And I think my mom got in her poor little mind that that was, you know, and also my mom, if you would have known her, she would have never left my brother and I. Mm -hmm. So she had to be so, so messed up in the, in mentally Mm -hmm. that she would think that was okay. Right. And, um, in, uh, in, uh, September of 2009, uh, my mother in the middle of the night, uh, went out and shot herself. Mm-hmm. And when I got that phone call, um, you know, I, I think that my world absolutely fell to pieces. And I'm not ashamed to say my mom committed suicide because I have seen it firsthand. My mother, I can promise you, she would not be one you would think commit suicide. Right. Um, so it is literally an, an, a disease. It's worse than having cancer, I think, mm-hmm. because... At least if you have cancer or something, the doctor's telling you, okay, here's the treatment or right. here's, we're not, you're not going to make it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? With depression, you don't know. There's no perfect medicine and people struggle with this every day. I, I just, I'm so, I, my heart hurts for people that struggle with it because I've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when I got the call, um, I, I just, yeah, my, I just, my world fell to pieces, and um, uh, my my husband tried to fix it because that's what men do, and um, I pushed him away. I pushed everybody away except my kids. I just wanted uh, my boys with me all the time, and I'm I don't know why people struggle um, with 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 death or with, but I do believe that there is a difference between a trauma death and a, and just a, I'm old and my grandpa's old and he had cancer and he passed away. But when you get a call like that, that takes you literally by surprise, like you'll, I, I, I probably will never be floored like that again. Um, I hope I'm not, but 
Um, it's just something that's different inside of you and those people that are struggling with that, it's, it's real. It's, it's totally different. I've had it happen both ways. And although both are really, really tragic, mm -hmm. there is difference between trauma and yeah. tragedy and, 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 and really just a, a, a death that, you know, like I said, your, your grandpa's going to die of old age and we know this. And we're all going to die. We're yeah. all going to die. But, um, but having that happen at my mother, she was only 51. Yeah. And so I knew, I guess in my mind, because my kids absolutely worshipped the ground she walked on, mm -hmm. and her the same uh, with my boys, I knew what a, what a, what were they were going to have to go through. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't even tell them that my mom committed suicide for three years. Because I didn't, ex I didn't understand it, and I knew they wouldn't understand it. They were ten and five at the time, right. and I just knew that they wouldn't understand it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but but I told them, and, and when they were older, which I thought was the best thing to do. But anyway, after that happened, um, I, I pushed everybody away, including including Leanne, um, and. Although Leanne could have been there to help me through it, um, I pushed everybody away, and and. You know, uh, ended up Shane and I did get divorced, um, and it was probably the most regretful time in my life because um, what I did to my kids and what well I say I but Shane says I was there too, and um, but what we did to our children, um, they'll never forget it, and I, you know, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it because um, they both have had issues, you know, um, growing up, and. You know, they, they always say, we won't, we'll never forget Dad um, driving out of the driveway. And, you know, then you know that you did that because in a tragedy or a trauma, instead of us making, you know, just being patient and waiting on God to tell we us. We sometimes become a train wreck. We do. And we do. And we don't. And, and if, if Shane and I would have just been patient and said, okay, this is a storm right now that we're going through. And we just need to really reflect in the Lord um, because we weren't there at that time. And that's such a good point. Like, yes. I think everybody needs to know you were not trying to do this in your relationship with Jesus. Like, it right. was, I'm trying to do this on my own. Yes. And yes. you're not, and you are just like in this bubble and yes. it's hard to see your, you know, way out. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it's hard to see what the big picture is here, Lord. I mean, why? Lord? And you don't see who all's attached to you, you going through it. Exactly, you don't. Yeah. And so, um, train wreck totally. Um, we absolutely didn't, but um, you know, um, we weren't we weren't walking the walk at that time in our marriage. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, um, so, I think that that if we would have just been patient, um, but you know, you can always look back on your life and say, "I wish I would have done this." But we we learned from it, um, and we were actually um, divorced, divorced for nine months, and then. Um, it was almost like I woke up one day from a cloud. Um, <laughs> I was on a I cloud. I can picture you. Yes, I did. Oh, I did. It's a bright day today. I, did. I woke up one day and I thought, what in the world is going on here? Mm. And I remember calling Shane and telling him, hey, uh, just letting you know we're going to get back together. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're going to get back. And we had just become to that point where we were cordial to each other because he was very mad at me. I was very mad at him. And it was totally the devil, I'm telling you. Because he was making us mad at each other. Well, and two, like, you know, I didn't see you for three years. I mean, when I found out that you and JW were texting back and forth and 
Um, I remember thinking, how did I even find that out? I, I still, to this day, could not tell you how to go to AT&T, yes. how to look up records. Yes. But and the day that Shane called and said, you need to check the phone records, I was building fence. The yeah. kids were sleeping in the truck. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I don't know why I couldn't have texted you or come to you. I, I don't know because... Um, well, the enemy we, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Absolutely. And, so, and it wasn't like anything that like we were having an affair or anything. It was just the, I, I don't know, because we thought, I don't know why I thought I could talk to JW more than I could you, but um And but this we is did. something that Keisha and I both talked about. Like it was never a physical no. affair. It mm-hmm. was emotional. It yes. was in, in, and that too, that's a real deal because whenever somebody's given out emotionally and JW could not come to me about the conversations he was having, um, it was, it was wrong. And so, right. You know, and that was what it was, and it hurt me, it hurt Shane, and in two, in that moment, I think the reality hit yes. of for what, what, what y'all were doing is like, okay, this is not right. I should have came to you, and or I should have went to Shane, but at the time, we weren't. And you were also trying to go through school to be um, a yes. flight attendant, yes. and so I, didn't, yes. I hadn't seen you, hadn't been around you, JW was going back and forth, and our life was really busy, and we had Wasey, who was brand, you know, at yeah. that point, he mm-hmm. was a little over a year old, Yes, he, and it was just like, whoa, you know, yeah. and all of the things, and you just, I, we were laughing about this, but Akisha had told me that night that we found out, she said, I'm coming over there, Yeah, and I said, if you come over here, I'm tying you to that tree. <laughs> I'm mad at you. You should have came hot. to me. And she knew me well enough to know that I'd get a little hot, but it 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 was because I was so hurt, and in when you are hurt, I think it's good to point out like mm-hmm. when you're hurt, it's hard to see anybody else's walk because all you see is that person is at fault, that person has hurt me, yes. that person has done this, and I'm learning now in growing in my maturity mm-hmm. that um, it's not it's it's not the it's not people that are the enemy, it's the principalities, it's it the is. dark forces, it's the enemy, and when you consciously know, and if you would have kept doing it. Right. Then it would have been continuing. Then it would have been a different story. I'd be Absolutely. like, "Well, I'm mad at you, but I'm are the principalities." But yes, all right. I was. I'm gonna have to move from point A to point B at this point. Yes. And it, and I knew I couldn't talk to you. Right. You know, and we did. We sorted ways. We separated. But I know for myself in that season of my life, I was really trying to pray for you. Yes, I know. because I knew that that was gonna root the forgiveness yes there was a lot of people praying for me because they knew that that wasn't that wasn't me that I was pushing everybody away no that wasn't Um, it was like a completely different person yes it was and it did change me it Mm -hmm. it did change me I'm not as nice as I used to be (laughs) Uh, no I say that all the time but I'm really not it it did it, it jaded me and it did um um I'm very um I guess I wouldn't say I'm hard hearted now but um I, I kind of am uh, because you have to when you're healing, um, you have to kind of put up a, um, I don't know if it's a shield or, or what, but it, it just helps protect you from ever feeling like that again. Mm. Um, I don't even remember. I seriously don't. Shane asks me all the time, do you remember when you said this or do you remember when you did this? I swear uh, on everything I have, I do not remember it. You know, I can, I can tell you that... Um, when my mom was going through everything when I was a little girl, she had went through a series of um, threatening to take her life. Yes. Like she was and she had a chemical imbalance and yes. she ended up going to uh, stay in the hospital for mm-hmm. a season. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking her 
mom, why did you say this to me? Why did you say this to me? Why did you, why did you do this to me? And she said, what are you talking about? And the counselor said that she literally had blocked out certain things. But years later, Mm -hmm. um, she came and listened to me give a testimony. My mom and I are really close, but, um, we had not healed in that area. And it was like, she said, I just want you to know that I'm really sorry for saying this and doing that. And I was like, wait, whoa, whoa. I thought you forgot about that. Yeah. And she was like, today whatever I said in there and it was healing it It wasn't hurtful but whatever I said it's like it woke something up that she recognized she needed to release and she knew it would be okay at that point to do that because I was ready to receive it Mm -hmm. and didn't even know it like it was like I had no clue that I was even ready to receive that mama no and that's what um that's what everybody will say is do you remember this or do you remember that and I'm like I really don't and my counselor did tell me that I I just absolutely blocked it out yeah just completely blocked it out because um sometimes things happen to you that you can't even process right like you really can't process it and so um I had to forgive myself for maybe doing and saying things that that I didn't even realize I was saying, you know, because I was just, I was wanting everyone to hurt like I hurt. Yeah. Well, that's a good, that's so good. Yes. You, you that is so good. Yes. And people, and all you end up doing is making everybody mad because they don't know what you're going through. You make everyone mad and you don't, and, 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 you know, I was worried about my brother because I'm very protective over him. Um, but you know, um, I, I just think that, people go through these things um for a reason and i've also had to deal with my father after that and his um uh, battle with alcoholism because my my dad probably was always an alcoholic but my dad became a full-blown i got a drink when i get up alcoholic Mm. after my mom died right um he literally i don't know if he felt guilty too because he thought that he could have healed her mm-hmm. and fixed it like a man does mm-hmm. but he couldn't this was something that was way beyond us yeah way beyond even some of her doctors mm-hmm. and so um you know it's something that we i guess maybe we were in such disbelief that we couldn't we didn't know what was going on right. and i wish that we had more research on that because there is something in your brain that makes it think that it's makes you think it's okay to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a gene, mm-hmm. and and I've tried to do research, um, um, and I could write a book of what all I've tried to research that my poor little mama went through. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm thankful for what for the for good parents that I had because I think sometimes I think I'm so mad when I see somebody with their mom. Mm. I'm so mad because why didn't I get that with my mom? Yeah. Because she was such a good mom. And why didn't I get that? Why isn't she still here? And I get mad. And then I get to have to think, okay, but would I have rather been raised and be who I am today? That I had great parents. I had a perfect childhood. Or would I rather had her now? Mm. I would have rather had her growing up. Because Mm. she molded me into who I am today. And so I'm thankful and I thank God every single day that I had her and I had my dad. And although my brother and I are now orphans, <laughs> we are so very close. We've been mm. we've been raised so very close. But and there's a reason for that too. I believe God knew that we would be put this would be put in our path and we would have to really rely on each other. And so um I'm thankful for that. Um 
but my mom and dad are both by, beside each other at East Hill Cemetery, and we go see them there. And it's just, like Leanne knows my parents. Oh, yeah. She knows my life. She mm. knew how I was raised. She was around me for a long time with my parents. And my parents were the epitome of love, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, they really were. Mm-hmm. They, You knew they loved you. Yeah. And I think that's why it hit everybody so weird because it was, it just felt like it came on so fast. It did. And it was almost like when a hurricane hits and then all of a sudden it starts spitting out these little tornadoes. It did. And you don't know where to hide. You don't know where to go. And, and, and so you're just trying to figure it out. And Yes. And I think it started with them and it spun off on you and it Shane did. and then me and JW even yes. because we were connected with you guys and you start you seeing the spinoff you are mm-hmm. and I know that three months in it was mom my mom that said to me like Leanne where is God in you that's right and it was three months and I I really did I was like I've got to mean what I'm praying for for Keisha and for Shane and um I I know that that was something I had to really mean because when it says pray for your enemies, I had to recognize that you were not really my enemy. It no. was the influence you were under. Absolutely. And I didn't think you even knew what you were under and we hadn't even talked like, and you're telling me right now, I don't even remember. I don't. And that's, that's spiritual. That's spiritual warfare. No, it is. And I knew, and I'm, I know that you were praying for me and I'm I was praying that, for you. I was praying for well, Shane, but I was praying for them boys. I know you were because, um, you know, in our little community, everybody talked about me and Shane. Everybody talked about me. And and that's okay because people didn't know what we were going through. And I couldn't handle anybody talking to you. So I just are talking about you or talking about JW. Why? Because even in the pit of my toe, there was love there. Yes. You know, and in, in, in because I had relationship with you, it wasn't right relationship at the time, but it was like, they didn't really know you and so I still was very protective yes even though I was hurt and I didn't I I was trying to how do I figure this out and I remember getting away from town and going up at the to the house and and just sitting there and I just stopped going into town for a while because I people didn't know when people told me when people said Leanne you deserve better yeah I I thought you have no idea what I deserve I mean I felt shame for my for myself yeah absolutely and the only thing that we we think that when people say that to us, we want to say, "I, I know what I know what the Lord wants for me yeah. and what I deserve." And um, and the problem isn't the person; the problem is not. the principalities it because is. it wasn't just you; it was JW, and it was, you know, him. And that was something that, you know, he always had a lot of women in his life, oh, and yeah. so you know, for me I was like hey you were I'm thinking that I'm yeah. gonna be the only one right to right. that you're and so I think the emotional part was was way different for me like it was that's why it hurt so bad was because yes. I was like wait I'm her best friend not you exactly you like, know why, like, and why I remember I, you, you know? saying to me why didn't you come to me and yeah. talk to me about this right you know and I I'd, and and like I said why didn't I come to Shane because he is my best friend it's and so he funny. knew me more than anybody you know I think about people sometimes and they'll say Leanne sing this song and I cannot think of the words and I think sometimes when you're put on the spot of and you haven't processed something you don't know how to respond and I did I mean I put you on the spot because I wanted an answer and I wanted it right then and you couldn't give it to me because you did not know I didn't know and I, I'm like I said a lot of the times Shane he'll ask me things and I'm like um, okay, I'm going to have to really think about this because I do not remember. I really don't. And in the process, you got divorced. You I got did. Mm-hmm. remarried. I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember hearing little stories mm-hmm. and thinking, 
oh, they're going to get back together. I'm praying restoration for her family. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the day that I jumped in the truck with yes. you? Yes, I do. I remember that. Yes. At Walmart? Yep, in Walmart. Oh, I, was Walmart. All, I thought, she is not going to outsmile me or outwave me because she's got the most beautiful smile. She's got a great <laughs> wave. And I was like, mm-mm, I'm going to. And I jump in there, and all of a sudden, it was like all the air got it sucked was. out of that car. It was. But and, wasn't it wonderful? I know. And I said, I just want you to know I forgive you. Do you remember what you said? You said, I can't forgive myself. Yes, I can't forgive myself for and what I And I said, by God, through. you will forgive yourself. You did. You did. You said, you're going to. Because I remember saying, I can't forgive myself for what I put my kids through. Mm-hmm. And Shane. And really Shane. I mean, yeah. I'm, I don't mean to. But we're adults. Yeah. You know, and um, we should have not done that. We should have known better. Yeah. But as adults, too, we fall short yeah. all the time. Every day we fall short. And I'm not ashamed to say it. We mm-hmm. do. We fall short every day. Um, and so I remember you telling me, well, you're going to. I said, I've been speaking life. Yeah. We have been going to Life Church, which mm-hmm. was brand new for us. And, yeah. you know, and so you're always around. You've listened to Pastor Craig Groeschel, and he is a life speaker. And he's just always like, because of you, and you're wanting to dig into the word and give the word and I'd been walking in that for three years I didn't see you for three years we live in the same community practically like we're not far Mm -hmm. but I believe that God protected us both from that because both of us would have been right where we are right now and it would not have been real exactly I think we would have both been like hi girl how you doing and it would have been like how to five made somebody feel good go about your business but I don't think it would have been real no um I, I don't, and I, I think, like I said, I, and Leanne, I shut everybody out. I know. You're not the only one. Yeah. I shut everybody out. My best friend, my other best friend that I've known since kindergarten, I shut her out too. Mm-hmm. I did. I shut everybody out, and and I I I don't know why I did that. Um, I think I can, picture it right now going to every door. Let me in. Yeah. Let me I in. mean, where am I getting? You know, I just wanted my boys. That's, yeah. that's the only people that I cared about was, was my boys. And, um, you know, um, I, I got through it, I know, but I, I shut everybody out. I didn't. I, I could have used that prayer, um, but I could have used that friendship that I knew you could give, that I knew my best friend could give. I knew that. But, but I, could, I, had, I didn't have it to give then. You didn't have it to give then, and I, I didn't want it. Yeah. I didn't want it. That's and so I, good. And, that, and, and, it, and it wasn't because I, I wasn't wanting the Lord to work through me. I was honestly kind of mad at the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Why did you disrupt my family like this? Mm-hmm. And it came from a lot of reading and a lot of searching and a lot of counseling. God doesn't make bad things happen. He, he doesn't. He doesn't make you go through. He, he might show you a path that you don't want to go down. but or he, he doesn't, might let it encounter you. Absolutely. Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't make these things happen. He didn't make my mom kill herself. And um, I just have to think, and this gives me peace, I believe that, my, that the Lord, that he needed my mama in heaven, and I'm okay with that. I'm like, okay, Lord. And you know what's so funny? Because... At her funeral, and you sang at Mama's funeral. Yes, I did. Um, at her funeral, which I don't remember, I do remember this person, this little lady. I don't even remember who it was, honestly. I can just remember her coming up to me and saying, Oh, honey, I just hope that your mama's in heaven. I remember that. And that really bothered me mm. because I, I had to do some soul, soul searching thinking, Yeah, because in the Bible it says that's one of the mortal deadly sins. But then it also says... 
okay, the God that I serve is not going to send my sweet little mama to hell. He's not. He is a he is a forgiving Lord. He is a loving Lord, and he knew my mama's heart. More times than I can count, I saw my mother in the state she was in. I'm talking crazier than a loon. Down on her, I'm talking seriously. Down on her knees, screaming and crying, God, please fix me. Fix my brain. And it was so funny because, and my grand can relate to, because during all this, my papa, which was her dad, was dying of liver cancer. And so we're having to deal and help him too. But I remember her sitting next to him saying, Daddy, yeah. I just want to go with you. She was like a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I remember him looking at my grand thinking, what is she saying? He didn't know she mm-hmm. was in that state. But I got to thinking, okay, the, the God that I serve, the loving God, and if you read in the Bible, it'll tell you, the loving God is not going to send some little sweet little lady that has the Lord in her heart to hell. He's going to ask her at the pearly gates, do you, for, do you repent? Are you, you know, and I know what she's going to say. She was going to say, I, I don't know. I, w- I was wrong. Lord, I believe you. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and I want to come with you. I know he was there. I You're, just know I'm gonna, this. I'm gonna just going to give you a little what my thoughts are on this. Your mama made that before she passed away. Sis. Absolutely, she Listen, did. She let, did. You know, I'm gonna. I'll just say this, and I'll say this. We can. I. I am a firm believer that uh, demons cannot possess a Christian, but I do believe that we as Christians we can house demons. And I think, and I believe because of what your mom was going through in her brain, and the issues that we were, she was having, and the attack that she was under, I do believe that so many things can become very spiritual. And just like we've got a house, you've got a house, and people have heard me speak it, teach it. I've been on it all summer that we can give our heart to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And back in February, I watched a, a, a lady. I've seen more deliverance this year than I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I have been very new to this because mm-hmm. I was raised very Southern Baptist and I firmly believe in all of the gifts and I firmly believe in all that now and growing in spiritual warfare and knowledge and wisdom in the Lord. But I had encountered something in February that I had not yet encountered and um, and it was hard to watch because yes. I saw a woman give her life to Jesus on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And on a Sunday morning, something started to manifest in her. Mm-hmm. And she ended up getting set free. But it took me, it took me and several others two hours yes. because of what she was being tormented by. It woke up. And I believe what happened. And I mean, somebody else can say, Leanne, you're wrong. And that's fine. I'll listen to you. Show me where it's at. But I'll say this. I have... I felt like when she transferred the title over and she said, Jesus, I'm going to make you the Lord of my life. Mm-hmm. I believe that the next day when I, when I was up there and said what I did about something very specific to in that prayer, that something started to manifest. And, and her girlfriend sitting right there, who was a friend of mine, mm-hmm. said, I thought she had to pee. She was moving so fast and moving mm-hmm. so fast. It was mm-hmm. so crazy. And I believe that the enemy was try, was trying to scatter because he recognized the house didn't belong to him anymore. And so I do believe that we can be tormented as Christians. I don't, I do also believe that we have authority to stand on the heel of that serpent. I really do believe that. But if we don't have people around us that can identify that, they're going to call it something that may not even be, and they're going to try to medicate it. it and it may not help it. 
I mean, mama went through that. Your mom, I watched you you go through some of that. Yes. I know for myself, I was tormented yes. in 2018 I, or 2019 when yes. I was going through fostering. I was tormented. Mm-hmm. And I, I was still operating in going and speaking and doing all the things. My faith was good. My flesh was not. I know. And so, and that was, you know, that was our last adoption. And that was in that process. And it was just hard. I know. And I will tell you that, you know, with the, let's even going back to the boys for a second, because we don't recognize like what we talked about, what, who's going with us and what they're going through. Mm -hmm. But the boys started coming to the house. Yes. And Garrett Mm -hmm. Kale started going fishing. Yes, he did. And I was like, and they still do. He didn't know. One day he was out there and I just sat on the front porch Mm -hmm. and I always like it when people say, I like it when a plan comes together. My word is like, I like it when a prayer comes together Mm -hmm. because I have been praying for that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and eventually we started to talk and he said, I don't know if I can ever forgive mama. Mm -hmm. And if he's going to listen to this, so he's going to hear it and he's going to know it's true. Because he thought it was my fault. And I said to him, I said, oh yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And I said, because you've been forgiven. And that's the thing, like forgiveness wasn't your choice. It no. wasn't my choice. Exactly. Jesus made the choice to forgive us. And that's mm-hmm. our, it's our choice to accept it. That's right. And he commands it. Just like a parent says, go and clean your room. Now, does that mean they're going to go clean their room? Right. <laughs> They've got a choice. They do. And so we have to recognize that God has given us something that we couldn't give ourselves. That's right. And that's what sets us free. And that's what gives us peace. And I think for me, I've been walking in that peace for so long I that I could not watch him torment himself. No. And then I was like, I can't even be selfish and tell him, oh, yeah, you can live or walk in that. No, because I had been praying so hard. Yes. And I knew other people had been praying, too. I know. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I threw down with the devil. I know. And I was like, listen, bro. Yes. Because not only had he restored and was he restoring our family, I wanted, I craved to see heaven on earth with yours. Yes. And we haven't been up in each other's business. No. We hadn't talked ever all the time. Once a year, you might yes. holler at me and say, yes. I need you to pray for me. Or, mm-hmm. or, or Garrett Kell might slip something in my ear to pray about or Christian yes. or whatever. Yes. And walking through things and seasons. And I think that we've set a healthy boundary there, which I'm kind of past the boundary now. I think we've got them, the walls can come on down. Yes, absolutely. You know? Well, and I think that they... They have, we just, we're so busy in our lives. Yeah. We are busy and we're busy. In goodness. In goodness. goodness. Yeah, yeah, because our boys were involved and your kids and everything. So it's not like we used to. We could hang out all the time because we don't have that luxury anymore. Yes. And so um, we got, um, that was a really busy time. You're, you know, y'all are busy too. But, um, you know, uh, Christian has anger issues because um, of that, of the fact that Shane and I got a divorce. And I'm telling you, if you're out there and yeah, you're that's what I struggling, to ask you, how do you, how are you, um, or how are you leading, teaching, and helping grow the boys well, through this? Well, we, we, um, you know, we went, we got back together in 2011, well, actually 2010, um, the end of 2010, but, um, you know, we just went to counseling, Shane and I did, and then, um, our boys did, um, you know, we... We just reassured them that, and what I hate about life is life is going to give you problems. It's not perfect. It's going to give you pain. And that's what the boys will understand as they get older, what life does to you. 
and you don't, it takes you by surprise. And I hope that we've raised them that now they're strong and they yeah. can deal with things like this. Um, because I wasn't strong. I, I don't know. I, I didn't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Does everybody, um, does, do I think that it's an excuse? It's not. Um, do I think a lot of people don't know how to deal with it? They don't. Um, and I was one of them. I, I came from, I'm telling you, a perfect childhood. Nothing ever went wrong in our life. Do I say that things need to go wrong for somebody to be able to handle Trump? No. I'm saying that I didn't know how to process what was going on in my life. And so, um, um, you know, instead of, and, and, and I was praying, but I wasn't, um, Shay and I weren't praying together and we weren't, um, living in the Lord's church and, you know, we weren't. And so, um, that, I think that that would have definitely would have helped us, but yet maybe it would, maybe it didn't. Maybe this is a path that we had to go down to know we never wanted to go down it again. And that's Okay. Um, you know, it, it's okay if people go through those things, but I'm telling you, um, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And the boys are really good. Um, they, um, my oldest is going to get married to a beautiful, beautiful soul. She is. And I've prayed for her mm. every single day. Um, you know, we went through such a great sports season with both of our boys, but with Garrett, um, what all he went through. And I, I, I would look back at being set in those stands and I would think, Thank you, Lord, that we're together because Shane and I would not be able to experience this together. We would have two separate families up here, and that's okay, but not for us. That wasn't what we wanted. That wasn't what, I mean, we've been together so long that I never thought that would happen to us. Do you feel like it was like you had to learn to stop fighting each other and start fighting for one Yes, another? I do, because Shane fought me when, when I first said that. He was like, we cannot do that, you know. You're married, and I've got, you know, we can I said, I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> At this point, I don't care, Shane. We have got to get back, to, back together for our children, and, and, and I believe that's what the Lord wants us to do. And, and we have helped other couples that's went through things like this, actual affairs and actual um, things that, you know, um, probably couldn't have come back from. Right. But when you let your pride down... Let it down and let it go. And no, you can, everybody's going to talk about you. You're giving somebody else a break. Hallelujah. It's okay. Mm. Let your pride down and say, no, devil. Think about it. The devil was in our hearts. He was, he had taken me away from my husband, away from one of my best friends, away from even JW was a good friend. Yeah. He was taking me away from all my friends. Mm -hmm. And, and look what he did to our family, Leanne. The devil did that. He loved it, too. Mm -hmm. He was jumping for joy every single day because he had won for Mm -hmm. nine months of our marriage. He won. Oh, my gosh. And it makes me so mad. Girl, I did not realize that it was nine months. So it was nine months Mm -hmm. that you stayed separated? Yes. We stayed divorced. You stayed divorced. Mm -hmm. And you got back, and like, at the end of that nine months? Do you know? I mean, nine months represents a pregnancy. Do you recognize that some births can be hard? I know how hard it was for you when you were pregnant. Yeah, you were there, girl. I know how sick you stayed. Isn't that crazy to think that God was birthing something in your marriage Mm -hmm. and you were still living apart from one another? That God was doing something in that hard season? Holy smokes. I know. Keisha, that's prophetic. It is. What? I know. It's true. I I didn't know that. I know. I think about that all the time and I think, oh my gosh, 
this is like a sign that that was, you know, what was happening. He was, he was about, we were about to birth something new. Here. Yes. I mean, you know yes. what I'm saying? And, 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 um, and you, you don't, don't even know you don't it even realize it. It's, it's God's plan. You don't and even realize it. throw stuff at mm-hmm. you. He but will. that God will throw a plan for you, for the problem. He will. And, and, and like I said, Leanne, maybe if we were better equipped at that time, we don't know what would have happened. And I can't keep looking back. I think that's so great though, that you recognize there was no God in it then. But when we put God in it, yes, we did. Um, and and um, Garrett, um, I remember he got saved um, and baptized um, when he was around that. Around it was about age eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were still apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he hadn't been in a good youth group, um, and we have a good friend that helped him through that. I think he might have chosen to go with a different crowd or, you know, cho- choose to, um, instead of putting his all of his energy in sports and, and becoming successful at that, he might have chosen to go go for alcohol or drugs or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Hey, and he it was the Lord. that lake and yes. he would fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time I came home and <laughs> From snorting, and him and a friend of his had done cooked frog legs in the in the oh, kitchen. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, what is the smell? <laughs> I walked in. Bert and I had come in from a ministry thing, and and uh, he was cooking frog legs. Yeah, and um, and I'm sure JJ like, said it was okay. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't there. Oh! He, he knew it was okay. Liam lets him do whatever he wants to do, you know, and JW does too. He and, does. And he's like in there cooking frog legs, and I thought. Just clean up your man. Just please, clean up. I was like, Lord. frog legs. Oh, oh my God. Gosh. Yeah, I'm telling you. that. And, and, <laughs> and you know, Christian, um, he he really didn't really, at that time he was a lot younger, so mm-hmm. it didn't really affect him until, but, but it has in the last couple years. Yeah. Um, it's kind of came out because Garrett was real mean to him. Not to be, not mean mean, but I'm just saying he took his anger out on Christian because we take our anger out on the ones we love the most. We hurt the yeah. ones we love the most. It's the truth. And when we are still hurt, we hurt. We hurt. Yeah. And so they've they've really, um, you know, bonded because of that. They, they've always been really close, but they're really close now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was like, nobody was checking on me. Mm-hmm. Nobody was asking me how I was doing. Yeah. And, you know, for a mom, that's the worst thing you can hear. Like, where was I? Well, I was too busy with my self of depression or demise or you know worried about my marriage and it was I, I wasn't out you know I felt guilty but my counselor made me realize honey you were only doing what you could do at the moment yeah I mean if everybody knew what all was going on at that time I'm surprised I didn't go crazy and I think but, that's yeah. why I had a string of grace yes because of 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 that and it was crazy for me because I just I did never I never reached out to you I remember thinking, I'm not going to, because I didn't know what to say, and I, I was so mad. A lot of people didn't. But I, I didn't know what to say, because it was so personal. Yes. And I didn't know in three months, and that's because JW and I were struggling. I know. And it's it was bad. like, what do you say in these moments, you know? And and I just had to stop. And I think, too, like what you said, it takes time to get to that place, because when you're going through it. But at some point, you have to you have to say, I'm done letting this control me. That's right. And I did. I had to. That's when I woke up that day. I'm done. (laughs) The cloud. The cloud. (laughs) I came off the cloud. I'm done letting, I'm done feeling this way and I'm done letting this control me and what we went through control me and what people think we went through control me. I'm done with Mm -hmm. it. And I I just, I don't care what you say about me. I don't care anymore. I care about my little family 
and my walk. Yeah. And if I can help people, I will. And this is going to help. I know it I, is. I hope it does because yeah. it, it, it is um, honest to God. Went through it, walked it mm-hmm. on the other side. Now, is life perfect every day? No. Is a marriage perfect every day? No. no. But when you come home, and we're about to be empty nesters, by the way. When you come home and you have that peace that you know you, you know you're with someone who truly cares. You know, when we were going through, um, when I was, I don't even remember being this mean, but I guess I was mean. <laughs> I'm kind of mean now. No, um, I guess I was mean. And um, Shane showed me when we got back together a diary that he had kept every single day. And um, I read it. And um, one day it was like, it would say, well, today's not a good day. Um, Keisha's very angry. Um, She's very volatile. Um, She doesn't want to talk to me. She's shutting me out. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep loving her anyway. I'm going to love her through this no matter what happens. And, you know, there was, there was, each day was something different. You know, today was a good day. Um, We actually did this. We actually did that and all that. And so, um, at the end of the book, when we finally um, separated, I remember it saying, well, today's the worst day of my life. Um, I, um, we're not going to go through with this. We're going to get separated. Um, we're not going to stay together. Um, my heart is broke, but I will never love her. Anybody else like I love Keisha. I will never stop loving her. And I thought, you know, someone cares about you that much to to love you through it all, that is worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's something about reading a written word. There is. Knowing that the truth, that the Word of God is active, living, breathing. It is sharper, and all every bit of it is uh, teachable and tangible well, and alive. And I, I, but to hear His heart to hear his poured heart out. Poured out. And I mean, said, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it's legit. I mean, it's legit. Um, and like I said, I could, I could write a book. But um, when I... When we started talking and you started doing your ministries, mm-hmm. I was so proud of you because of everything that you went through too, Leanne. You have a story, not only of what we all went through together, but through your pregnancies, through your miscarriages, through everything, even through your life as a child. Mm-hmm. You have a story too, and I knew all that. Mm-hmm. And so I was really proud, and I, when I'd listened to your, to your messages, I was really proud of you because I thought you've really are the one that has really came full circle because look at everybody you're helping. That was meant for you to go through as well. And so I was, I felt such a pride knowing that I know you're helping a lot of people and I know that that's meant to be. And I'm really proud of you for that. I really am. Um, no, and I know we've been crazy together. We've been, we went on our twilight kick. Do you remember she that? She said one day we were going to be a diamond. Oh, I said we are going to be a diamond someday, but we are a chunk of coal oh, right now. We might be a little uh, cold. But um, I remember thinking everything you went through, I mean, that was meant to happen to you so you could actually preach the word get into the, your ministries like you have, you're doing God's work, Leanne, and that is wonderful. And I, I just remember thinking, I'm so proud of her because she really, <laughs> if people only knew your story, like I know your story, yeah, 
I mean, and you're so such a forgiving heart, and that's that's nothing but the Lord. I <laughs> mean, it says, is. Genevieve's like, you just forgive faster than me. Yes. He's getting a little bit better. And I'm that way. <laughs> I don't forgive very easily, right? Um, but I'm getting better. Um, and I'm so thankful that Shane's got a forgiving heart because I I was just so mad at that time. I think that um, I was just so mad, and he had never experienced that. Yeah. He had never experienced anything like this. He knew my mom and dad. Like, he was like, what is happening here? I swear it was like a whirlwind. Yeah. And so you think, um, you when things like that happen, you just, you, they're unexpectedly they're, in and you can't help it. I've been sitting here thinking about this the whole time. But, you know, when you get a fresh lens and, like you said, come down from that cloud and you it's no longer, your vision is no longer blurry and you see where the enemy tried to come in. You see where his foot got in the door. You see where he embedded mm-hmm. in your bedroom. You he see did. where he hunkered down. You see where he was at in the kitchen. You see where he, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, I have authority. And there's a song called Back to Life and part of it goes um uh the enemy thought he had me but jesus said he it's jesus said i that i was his or something yes. like that enemy thought he had me but jesus said you are mine that's yeah. it i gotta sing it sometimes you, you do it's but true. like that's it like with this with what we're doing here yes. i feel like that this is so refreshing for me because I'm like the enemy thought he had us he did. and Jesus said we were his he did and I believe with all of my heart that this story is going to heal I because we does. are pouring out healing yeah some people think that they're not going to get healed and they're just waiting for heaven and mm-hmm. I'm telling you when you separate and sort off from whatever mm-hmm. that is and you mm-hmm. let God do the work some mm-hmm. some of it takes a little longer mm-hmm. to heal but when you let the healer heal your hurt Yes. And you really let him touch it. Yes. Because sometimes we just put him over here and we say, you can only come so far. I've been hurt. I'm not going to let this happen again. I know. Some people will never restore. They won't. And they won't let themselves be restored. No. And, and I know some, Shane tells, tells me a lot. He says, Keisha, you're different. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way. Right. But he said, you're not, I, I, I mean, I'm, I think I'm still full of life, but I'm not this, I'm not the same as I used to be. And it's because of what's happened to me. And well, I'm sorry. I'm going to say this. I believe that some of that is going to fall off of you. I believe I that I believe that today some of it's fallen off of you because I hope, I hope that it makes me nicer. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, no, I just I'm do. just saying it. I mean, I, I just don't. Yeah, it, I think we do cover ourselves. With we that. do. When we God do. says, "Let me guard your heart. Yes. Stop trying to guard yourself." Like exactly. I already know that you've been made clean. I've already been know. I know that. And I think that sometimes it's really hard for us to rest in truth yes. whenever we still might be partnered with a lie. Exactly. But. He said, you are enough. He said, you are his. And he said, you are set apart. That's right. And I remember sitting in that truck that day with you. And I mm-hmm. said, no, I've been speaking life about you. Yeah. And you will not speak death. No, you're not going to do it. We're not. And I was like, okay, Leanne, we got this. I mean, you know. so and, and, But you saw yeah. a different person in me that day. And I think yes. that it was like, you know, you knew the old Leanne that was going to get out and and cause a scene and be fighter and be this rough person. And that just wasn't who I was. It didn't matter in that moment. It was just like, I was so thankful to sit in that car with you. I know I was too. I really was because I was was like, I really did miss my friend. And I knew that that day wasn't going to be like the thing that mended everything. No, but but it was such a, it was just like, the Holy Spirit was in that vehicle. It was. And then it was. You could feel it. I just got in the car and you went to Walmart because yeah. I was done in Walmart. And you I was were. like, And know. I felt so good. And I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't come to you. I'm sorry that I shut you out. I, I'm so sorry. And I, 
I'm sorry that I shut a lot of people out, but well, like I, I said, can't. I tell most people in my life, mm-hmm. we said it one time, and that's that right. was a long time ago. That's so right. You don't have to say that's, it again. That's exactly right. We can't, and, and, and we I'm can't sorry. do it anymore. Yeah. And I know you are. It, it, we can't. Um, I can't. I, I told. I told Shane at one point, and the counselor told us too, guys, you cannot keep looking back. Yeah. If you want to go forward. You cannot keep looking back. That's right. And boy, did we ever have to work on that. Right. Because, you know, I would get mad at him and he would get mad at me. Some days he would come home and I'm like, what have I done today? Why are you mad at me? Right. Well, I'm mad because we let our family go. I'm mad at you for letting our family go. Well, it was him too, but yet we have to take ownership. And then when we sat down and took ownership of it and said, okay, we can't be mad at each other because we both did this to each other. Yeah then therefore we have to say, okay, we're going to get through today. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, there were days within those first couple of years that it was really hard. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We kept praying over it and we knew yeah. we did net. We never wanted to go down that road. Yeah. And when you've been down that road, you certainly don't want to go back. That's right. And so that is an also what helps keep you moving forward in your day-to-day life yeah. because you know, life isn't always fun Mm -hmm. and marriage isn't always in love. I'm just telling you it's not. But yet when you look back and you think where you've been and how far you've came, Shane says that all the time, look how far we've come Mm -hmm. from where we were to where we are now. And people, a lot of people don't even know our story. They They have no clue. (laughs) They have no clue that we've been divorced, but I don't care if I can help people. My mother always told me, she said, honey, I can hear her to this day. If you think, and if someone tells you that their marriage is perfect, they are lying through their teeth. Mm-hmm. All marriages go through something. That's right. Some people make it through it. Some people don't. And you know what? You have to love them through it. And I think we'll end it right there. Okay. That's a good day. Thank y'all for listening. And you know what? Is there any way, like if someone wants to reach out, do you want me to just get yeah. them connected they can with get, you? You can okay. get with Leanne if anyone needs to yeah. know my story. Yeah. Or and I'll help them any encouraged. way I can do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. I love you. Thank I you love for you hanging too. out with me. Thank you. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast or questions for Leanne, please check out her website at leannehartministries.com. That's L-E-A-N-N-H-A-R-T ministries.com. If you'd like to book Leanne, you can do that for your services or event, and you can go to bookings on leannehartministries.com. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with Leanne, you can do that by reaching out on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, as well as leannehartministries.com.